You are listening to the Manifest It Sis podcast. I'm your host, Danny Faust. I'm a psychic and energy healer, as well as a certified life and wellness coach. I am excited to bring you this episode today. This is the first in our Q&A series uh, that I requested from you guys about a few episodes back. This is the first question received, and it's on setting goals and staying present. But before I hop into this question, I want to just remind you quickly that this podcast episode is brought to you by me. (laughs) I have a phenomenal five-day manifesting breakthrough challenge, and it is absolutely free. If you want to get your hands on it, you can just go to bit.ly slash manifest in five, and that's the number five. Again, it's bit.ly slash manifest in five five, the number five. And you can get that five-day video challenge, which will help you get aligned, raise your vibes, get clear on what you want, and start manifesting in those five days. It's awesome. But now let's hop on into episode number 19, a Q&A regarding setting goals and staying present. Oh, if you would like to leave a question to be answered on the show, feel free to go to bit.ly slash askcoachdanny, and I will get to your question soon. Okay, this question today is from Marissa M. Lee from Instagram. Hi, Melissa. I'm sorry. Hi, Marissa. She asks, uh, yeah, I'll read it to you. How do you plan goals and dream about the life you want while also staying present? Currently, I've done a lot of self-growth this past year, but I'm, of course, still on the journey. I'm very hard on myself because this year I decided to take time for myself take a break in my relationship, move back home, and I'm also not working due to the pandemic. But I recognize I've done a lot, the most I've done in my life, of growing a relationship with myself and being kinder to my mind and body. So as I am right now being present, I still worry that I don't have set goals anymore. I say anymore because I worked a full-time admin job while starting growing starting slash growing a clothing brand, which I've decided to take a break from because it really affected my mental health. How do you set goals when it's for yourself? I set so many for my brand and I was so hyper-focused and forgot about myself. How do you think and plan about the future and also be present? Girl, Marissa, 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 girl, you said a word and a half. Sis, first of all, thank you for submitting this question. I am certain that there are so many women out there who need to hear this and are probably feeling the same way. I know when you start going into this personal development journey, the manifesting journey, you hear this, these kind of two sides of the coin on, yeah, uh, you know, don't, don't be so focused on the future. Stay in the now, be present, stay in the now. I mean, there's even a book, The Power of Now, which is a dope book, by the way, feel free to go and cop that. I'll put the link to it in the show notes. And then you also hear people saying, oh, got to focus on the future. Think of your future self, yada, yada. So I get how it can be confusing. And I will address that. But first, I need to address you, boo. You, uh, I just need to give you kudos. I need to give you kudos, sis, because you have done a lot. First of all, recognizing that you needed to take a break and step back from some major shit is commendable. 
there are so many people who are who know they need to take a break and step back from things like a toxic relationship i'm not saying your man was toxic i'm just saying people need to step back from them a toxic relationship a job that's messing up their mental health a a man or a woman that's messing up their mental health um a side hustle a just all of these things there's so many people who know they need to step away from that and they're not doing it so i need to just give you all the shout outs because you were woman enough to step up for yourself and decide yo i need time for myself my mental health is way more important than this clothing brand than this relationship it's brave to move back home so i hope that all of these things that you have done you said you're very hard on yourself because of it i need you to flip that and reframe it and be legit so proud of yourself because i'm over here listen real talk i'm sitting in my closet recording this episode because (laughs) acoustics and i'm i'm overflowing with pride for you i'm so proud that you were able to have the wherewithal to say pause this ain't it and back up so that you can focus on yourself and then move forward in a more aligned and present way girl you've already done so much so please know that and try your best to be more gentle with yourself about it okay especially if your mental health were was affected by everything and you are pulling back to do you girl clap it up for yourself one time and i hope that everyone listening is recognizing marissa's situation in their own life and hopefully getting a little bit more courage boost to step away from what they need to step away from as well for their mental health for their self-care for their sanity all right i mean i just had to acknowledge you for that girl and i hope that you're acknowledging yourself too because it's major that's major b okay moving on to actually ask answer your question right so, okay, there is this, there's two sides of the coin when it comes to manifesting things where you want to think about the end result, think about the things that are in the future, think about the desire as if it's already had, and that feels like it's a future-oriented thing, a down-the-line type thing. However, the whole bit about staying present, staying in the now, is because we are only reaching to the future to get that vision, to get that emotion, to get the feeling space of having it and then pulling it to the now. So we are staying present. It's almost two different things, right? We pull that feeling of of the desire and having it. We pull that energy into the now and we can stand right now and feel as if we've had that thing that we know we're going to have in the future. And then on the other side, we have to stay present when we're not specifically thinking about manifesting, we have to stay present because that is where the mindfulness part of things come in, where it says stay present, stay present. That's for mindfulness. That's so that you can hear those whispers from source, spirit, God, whoever you pray to saying, oh, here's your next best move to get to the goal. Oh, here's the person that you need to call to get to the goal. Like you're not going to hear those things if you're not present. If you're just in la la land thinking only about the future and like, oh, one day when I'm in this house, oh, one day when I have that spouse, oh, one day when I lose the weight. If you're in like one day land, you can't bring it into the now because you're holding it off in the future. Now, when we set goals, it's crucial to have some end dates to it. It kind of makes things finite and it makes it easier for us to aim and strive towards it. So when you're setting a goal, 
You certainly want to put some a date that is in the future, but you can't live in the future. I hope I'm being clear. And y'all, if I am not, please feel free to slide into my DMs and ask for clarification. I am happy to give. Legit, I will re-record a mini update for you to make it clear if more people, if a lot of people aren't understanding, okay? Like, I just want to be understood. I want y'all to get this. So, in the setting goals part, right, you want to set, first of all, I want everyone to understand that there is no one size fits all. You can go to Barnes and Noble, okay, who's going to Barnes and Noble, or you can go to Amazon and write goals in the Kindle section and 5011 books on goals will pop up with 5011 different strategies that is the best strategy for goal setting and goal reaching. Legit, whichever thing works best for you is the way you should try. I'm going to give a very general thing. I'm going to tell you what I do. And it's very general, but I want you to know that there's no one size fits all and there's no wrong way to do it. What matters isn't the writing down of the goal, right? What matters is the actions that you're taking each day that are aligning with you getting to the goal. So whatever you have to do to to make sure you're taking the actions, however you have to write the goals out, whatever works for you is what works for you, period. Now, what I'm about to tell you is a very common and, um, I mean, it works. (laughs) It's a common way for setting goals and it works. That's why it's a kind of a common and popular thing that's suggested because it's easy and it works. But remember... Writing down the goals, this is to everybody, not just Marissa, writing down the goals is not the thing. It's doing the actions. So just keep that in mind. Okay. So there's no one size fits all. So as far as how far out to set goals, I always tell people, go as far out that feels good for you. Personally, I like to set like one or two big general broad things for like three to five years out that I'm not like actionably working towards daily it's just something nice to have in the future so back when I did not yet move to Florida and I did not yet purchase a home that was kind of my three to five year goal it was just like oh yeah I'm gonna move to Florida I'm gonna buy a house and I didn't really have to do any actionable steps towards that because it was I'm using air quotes but you can't see me far off the only thing I really had to do was save a little money for this down payment right but it wasn't a daily action. So I personally go one year out max for any goal that you're going to break down and have daily action towards or weekly action towards. So go as far out as feels good for you. If you are somebody who suffers from anxiety, depression, or other health or mental health issues, you can go smaller. You can go six months, nine months. You can go the quarter. You can go a month. There are no rules that says that you have to have a goal, your goals for 2020. Like on January 1st, you do not have to set a goal. Or on your birthday, you do not have to set goals for your next birthday. It is, there's no law, right? You can set and forget. <laughs> so I would hope that if you are the type of person who does set and forget, that you go with a shorter time span. Because on August 1st, you're not likely going to forget what you wanted to do by August 31st, right? Okay. So set as far as feels good for you. I say a year is a great time frame because you can then break that down into nice chunks that are easy to work with. If that feels too much for you, again, guys, six months, three months, one month, it's all to the good. You're still going to do the next steps. 
And the next step is to set goals in various areas. So this looks different for everyone, um, depending on what's going on in your life, what stage of life you are in. So some areas are personal, health and wellness, um, charity and charitable giving, spirituality, parenting, money, career, relationships at large, or specifically marriage, like break it down however you want to. If you are a runner and you are an avid runner, you might have a running category and you know want to hit your personal best or do X amount of marathons. Who knows? Like, so there is, it's okay to prioritize. So say you have a self-care category. It's okay to have more goals in the self-care category and have that as a priority. And Marissa, since you're trying to work on yourself, I think this might be a great idea for you to have more personal goals or self-care goals or spiritual goals. Um, You can have education goals, leadership goals. Like you can do this for whatever area you want, guys. I'm saying as many examples as I can think of just so you realize that there's no hard and fast. There is no wrong. And it's really okay to prioritize. So um, this year I had a lot in the money category because I had a lot I wanted to do with my finances. So my finance goal list is like, 5011 things and then my fitness and health were really like three three things um so it's different for everyone but you're gonna set the goals and you can write the whole long list laundry list if you want and then you can take maybe the first the top three top five if you want to really focus on and then have the other things that you list as kind of a wouldn't it be nice it'd be really nice if I got these other things but just have a few in each category Or if you have multiple categories, the top one in each category to really focus on. And then, oh, and remember, you can skip areas. Like if you don't care about, you know, I don't know, charity, (laughs) you can delete that one. You're not tithing. Okay. You know, that's fine. Just you don't have to have all the categories. And really, if you do a quick Google search, I'm sure you'll find lists of all the different categories you can set goals in. So if that's something that's giving you a little anxiety, like, I don't know the right thing. Remember, there is no right, but you can also find tons of suggestions on a quick Google search. Okay, so now that you have the top few that you're going to work with, now you break them down into smaller chunks. So for example, if the goal for the year is to lose 50 pounds, you might want to break that down into 10 pound increments or you know, 25 pounds in the first six months of the year or however you want to remember again I'm just gonna beat this dead fucking horse there is no right or wrong with this go with what feels good for you as you're doing this you're connecting to yourself you are communing with source God spirit and you are connecting with your higher self and you are connecting with the energy of what is best for you what your next best steps are so you know what's right for you Trust in that power. Trust in your power, sis, okay? Hashtag, you're a goddess. Don't forget. Use that magic that you have inside and trust that what you're doing, what you're writing down is right for you. I will also say this. Girl, delete exists for a reason. So if you're breaking down these goals into, you know, okay, I'm going to lose 10 pounds each month. And then you realize, ooh, that seems a little crazy. Let me just break that down to a five or eight. That's okay. Your life is eternally editable. Your goals are eternally editable. You might start down the lane for one of these goals and be like, you know what? 
I don't even want that anymore. Because you know what happens to you? Growth. You know what happens to you? Life. So things might change. So don't, don't feel like you're putting these things down and it's set in stone. Okay? Okay. So you broke them down into smaller chunks. And then from there, it's action steps. So to keep with this weight loss analogy, so you've broken it down into, you know, 10 pounds a month. Yikes, that sounds a lot. Okay, five pounds a month, right? And then it's the action steps. What are you doing to lose that five pounds? So that's where you put down the, you know, drink water instead of soda, uh, run five miles a day. I'm just saying anything. I don't know. Five miles a day, you know, take the Zumba class five times a week, whatever it is that you're doing, you write down the action steps for it. Again, these can change. What if you try the Zumba and you're like, oh, gosh, this is horrible for my knees. I'm out of here. And then you want to start doing weight training. Doesn't matter. You can switch it up, change it up. But the fact is that you're breaking down the goal and you're setting the action steps. So you have something in your planner or in your mind, on your to-do list, whatever, however you work, however you're optimized, you have something there that is reminding you of the ultimate goal. And then I want you to just consider something. Um, well, after the action step, the next step is to just do the thing. <laughs> so do the action steps because every time you do it, you're getting closer and closer to your goal. And every day that you do the small, teeny, tiny actions, it's just compounding and compounding. You might want to read a book called The Compound Effect. And there's another book called... Ugh. I think it might be Do One Small Thing. Anyway, The Compound Effect is a great book that just kind of reminds you that all these little things that you could forget, you could put off today and not really have that much of a, of a repercussion. But if you do it, you have much more of a benefit. You will be that much closer to your goal if you don't skip that workout today. You might think like, eh, what's, one little, what's one little Zumba class I'm skipping out on? But your body will know and your body will show because there's a compound effect of all the effort that you put in. So those action steps, you want to see them on your daily planner, on your calendar or however you work. Okay. I also want to suggest that you think about process goals, um, especially for people who tend to be high achievers and then reach the goal and then are just like, "Ugh, this is it. You know, when you think you strive so hard for a goal and then you're like, Oh, it's going to be amazing when I get there. And then you get there and you're like, oh, that's it. Where are the balloons? Where's the party? Like, oh, now I got to go set a new goal for something else. <laughs> so if you have that kind of letdown when you hit goals, I would suggest that you try to um, seek out process goals. And for that, I mean, like keeping the weight loss thing in mind. Okay, so the weight loss isn't the goal. The goal would be to become an athlete or become a fitness junkie or become a marathoner or something, you know? So just not having the goal be the end result. When the goal is the end result and you hit the end result and you don't feel as elated and amazing as you thought you would, or you don't get the kudos and the accolades from others that you thought you would, it's a letdown and you're just like womp, womp, womp. But the way to avoid that is to make process goals. I call them flow goals. I don't even know why I'm saying process goals. I must have heard that somewhere. <laughs> but I keep them, I call them flow goals because it's like I'm flowing towards where I want to be. So for me with running, like I'm flowing towards the six-pack abs that I want. <laughs> but I can't make the six-pack abs my 
my end goal because once I get them, okay, then what? What am I going to do? Sit and look at them in the mirror? Like, no, I, I need something to keep me going towards a healthier life or something that keeps me going towards something more, I don't want to say important because, you know, my six pack abs are very important to me, but and I'll get them one day, damn it. But like something more um, profound than the aesthetic goal or the, that static goal. You want something that has a flow to it. So um, think of process goals and the same. Now I'm using this weight thing and fitness as an example, but we can think about this in your business as well. Like you are making a goal of hitting um, $200,000 in revenue this year. And when you hit it, all you're going to want to do is hit 250 or three. So instead of making that number, the goal make serving X amount of clients, the goal, or maybe, you know, uh, having X amount of people respond to your emails from your list. That's something that will help you grow because you're still going to be posting to your list no matter what your revenue is. And you're going to be wanting a higher open rate no matter what your revenue is and it helps you grow because you'll be noticing okay well they didn't respond with this let me do a split test a b test on this headline versus that headline and see if more people open and i'm getting really granular about stuff that digital entrepreneurs (laughs) will have to deal with um so i hope that some of you are listening and resonate with that but the point is that the goal is something that'll keep you working to be your best version versus okay, I hit this number goal. All right, new number goal. You know, it's less of a rewarding thing and there's less growth in that. Although you do have to grow to reach the number goal, but it's like a finite thing. And it's easy to get kind of caught up on that finite number, finite number, and put so much weight and importance on that finite, oh, when I get those 50 pounds, get those 50 pounds, as if you'll be, you know, as if the 50 pounds is what the, the issue is when the real issue is what you're doing each day in your life. That's the healthy habit. And really the ultimate goal with the 50 pound weight loss is for you to be a more healthy person, live a healthier lifestyle, which is why the goal of being an athlete or a fitness junkie or a runner or whatever is a more of a flowy goal, more of a process goal that gets you to the 50 pounds and beyond. So I hope that's clear. I hope that made sense. I want you to just really remember the doing of the process goal versus the being at the end. And I want you to remember, Marissa, especially for you, to give yourself kudos along the way. No matter what you do, even if you have made goals that were just only a month out, if that's all you can handle right now, you know, COVID's messing with everybody's head. If you can only think a month out, that's okay. But I want you to, even after week one, I want you to pat yourself on the back and give yourself some congratulatory hugs, you know, buy yourself a cupcake, I don't know, whatever you have to do to kind of celebrate yourself and give yourself those kudos along the way to the end goal or the the, the finish line. I'm putting air quotes, finish line. Because as women, we don't do that enough. <laughs> we do not. And um, we need it. It's great to keep yourself going with the positivity and the celebration and remember that victories come in all different shapes and sizes so you can you can celebrate yourself in many different ways and for many different things along the way to your goal okay so i hope this was clear marissa i hope this answered your question i hope that this 
resonated for all the other women who are listening to this because goal setting can sometimes be so scary and like, oh, I hope I'm doing it right. But really, girls, even if you don't have your goals written down and you just know like, well, I just want a successful business. As nebulous as that is, that could sometimes just be enough to keep you working hard, head, you know, nose down, doing what you need to do, keeping your energy aligned, doing what's got to be done each day to get towards whatever a successful business looks like for you. So don't feel like you have to have this, you know, 10 point bulleted list with, you know, like subtext and, you know, it does not have to be this big deal. And if you're someone who needs it or wants it to be a big deal, then that's okay too. My point is there's no one size fits all, but I do want you to have in mind where you're going so that you'll know when you get there. All right. So I hope this resonated. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are interested in one-on-one coaching with me, feel free to reach out. I am reachable on Instagram at the Danny Faust. If you're looking for an intuitive reading or are interested in a card pull, reach out to me there as well. And you can also find me on Facebook in my group, the Lifestyle Redesign Lounge. I'm happy to have you come join us in there. I also do some card pulls in there for my loyal redesigners. So come and join us over there and I'll talk to you guys soon. I'll see you in a few days with a new episode.